Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1054. Starvation Mode, a myth or reality? Part two by Sirdar Tunjala of nerdgettingfit.com. And I'm Dr. Neil. Hello, happy Tuesday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more, just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors, and always with permission from the sites. Now, today's post is part two from yesterday, so if you're new here or skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That's episode 1053. And so I'm gonna keep this intro nice and short. So if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Starvation Mode, A Myth or Reality? Part two by Sirdar Tunjala of nerdgettingfit.com. Long-term starvation. Long-term starvation can be defined as fasting or consistently under-eating for an extended period of time the primary outcome of long-term starvation will be weight loss. Since weight is one of the primary factors of basal metabolic rate, as you lose weight due to long-term starvation, your basal metabolic rate will slow down. If your goal is to lose weight, this is an inevitable outcome of weight loss. Therefore, there is nothing you can do to avoid this. However, studies show that basal metabolic rate slows down further than expected after significant weight loss due to a process called adaptive thermogenesis. If you are fasting or following a low-calorie diet, the thermic effect of food will go down as a result. However, since calorie restriction is a requirement for weight loss, the decrease in the thermic effect of food during your diet is also inevitable. Eating more frequently will not change the thermic effect of food as long as you're eating the same number of calories. Staying in a caloric deficit for a long time or fasting will slowly decrease your glycogen stores. Furthermore, you may feel tired or unmotivated to work out. These factors will affect your exercise performance, and you may not go as long or as hard while you are starving. Strategically timing your meals around your workout may attenuate the effects of starving on performance. 
Studies have also shown that as you lose weight, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, or NEAT, decreases. Even if you make a conscious effort to move more by taking the stairs, walking more, and being more active, your unconscious movements will slow down. For example, maybe you won't fidget as much, maybe you won't toss and turn in your sleep as much, or you may even blink less. Signs and symptoms of starvation mode. How do you know if you are causing a metabolic slowdown by activating the so-called starvation mode? One, you are always hungry. During a weight loss diet, it is reasonable to feel hungry from time to time. This is just temporary and a small sacrifice for a bigger reward. However, if your hunger becomes a problem and causes you to binge eat later, this is a sign of something going wrong. Hunger is controlled by two main hormones, leptin and ghrelin. Leptin makes you feel full, whereas ghrelin makes you feel hungry. As we lose weight, leptin levels go down and we feel hungry. Since leptin is released from fat cells, it is natural to have less leptin as you lose fat. However, it has been shown that leptin levels drop in response to a large calorie deficit, regardless of fat loss. Two, you feel lethargic. If you feel too tired to do the things you usually do, you may be experiencing the effects of starvation mode. Getting out of bed, going to the gym, cleaning your house, or taking the stairs seems like too much, and you just want to take a nap instead. The calories you burn through non-exercise activity thermogenesis are decreasing. As a result, you won't burn as many calories throughout the day, and your weight loss will slow down or stop altogether. Three, you hit a weight loss plateau. If you eat the same amount of calories and exercise the same way, and still, you no longer lose weight, you may be experiencing starvation mode. There are two things to consider before jumping to conclusions. First of all, as you lose weight, your calorie needs will be lower. Therefore, you need to recalculate your calorie needs after losing weight. The second point is that weight loss is never linear. Body weight fluctuates, and not losing weight in a few days is not alarming. If you fail to lose weight two weeks in a row, then it's time to make a change. But if your calories are low enough and you exercise the same way, then you are probably not burning as many calories through non-exercise activity thermogenesis due to starvation mode. Four, you feel cold. Studies have shown that long-term calorie restriction may lower the body's core temperature. If you feel unusually cold all the time, even in warm temperatures, you may be in starvation mode. This is an extreme consequence, and you may be pushing too far with your weight loss. A lower body temperature is also a sign of a lower basal metabolic rate. Therefore, you will burn fewer calories even at rest. How to get out of starvation mode. If you think you are in starvation mode, here are some ways to get out of it. One, eat adequate calories. If your goal is to lose weight, you must eat fewer calories than you burn. However, creating too big of a calorie deficit may cause you to get into starvation mode. After calculating your total daily energy expenditure, ideally you'd want to create a caloric deficit of 20 to 30%. Losing more than 1% of your body fat each week may cause the loss of lean body mass and slow down your metabolism. So slow and steady weight loss is the way to go for long-term sustainable results. Two, eat more protein. Out of the three macronutrients, protein requires the most amount of energy to digest. Increasing the protein content in your diet will not only increase the calories burned through the thermic effect of food, but it may also increase lean body mass. Increased lean body mass is associated with a higher basal metabolic rate. Three, 
lift weights. A study performed by Hunter and colleagues showed that, quote, exercise training prevents a decrease in energy expenditure, including free living energy expenditure separate from exercise training following weight loss, end quote. Lifting weights will also help you preserve or increase lean body mass during weight loss. As I mentioned before, more lean mass means more calories burned every day. Four, take diet breaks. Byrne and colleagues in the famous Matador study found that a two weeks on, two weeks off diet works better than staying in a consistent calorie deficit. Taking diet breaks will attenuate the effects of low calorie consumption on leptin levels. For a diet break to work, it needs to be somewhere between two days and two weeks. A diet break doesn't mean you can eat whatever you want. During the diet break, you need to increase your calorie intake to your body weight maintenance level, but not more than that. You can take a break from your diet for a few days every time you experience a weight loss plateau. Bottom line on starvation mode. Starvation mode is the long-term effect of calorie restriction and weight loss. However, it is not what you hear in the mainstream media. Your body won't go into starvation mode because you skipped breakfast or you forgot to snack in the middle of the day. Make your eating schedule fit your lifestyle and personal preferences. Your metabolism is not a delicate flower and it can handle a few hours of not eating. However, avoid following extremely low-calorie diets and don't attempt to lose more than 1% of your body weight per week. You just listened to part two of the post titled Starvation Mode, A Myth or Reality by Sirdar Tunjala of nerdgettingfit.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I often get asked, how many calories should I be eating to help me lose weight? I hear all these equations and things, but can't you just tell me how many calories I should consume? Patients of mine usually aren't thrilled when I respond by saying, well, it depends on a number of factors. First, I need to calculate your basal metabolic rate. Then, I need you to keep a food journal for at least two weeks so we can see how many calories you're consuming right now. Then, we will subtract 500 from that amount As I go on and on, a look of disappointment is inevitable. I know that as soon as they walk out of my office, they're gonna take out their phone and ask Siri to find them the next nearest dietitian. Luckily for me, researchers have discovered a basic rule of thumb that we can recommend for those wanting to lose weight. For most adult females, consuming anywhere between 1,500 to 1,700 calories a day will lead to initial weight loss. For most adult males, 
consuming between 1,800 and 2,000 calories each day will do the same. Now, I have to mention that it is not a good idea to consume less than 1,500 calories a day for an extended period of time. This goes for both adult males and females. That's because consistently consuming less than 1,500 calories a day may lead to changes in the vitamin and mineral concentrations within the body. And doing that can have some serious consequences. And again, these are general recommendations. So you may find that consuming only 1,500 calories a day works for a while. But as Sirdar mentioned, you then plateau. The weight loss stops. That's when a more personalized approach can help. You know, when the health professional asks you to keep a food journal for two weeks and then calculate your basal metabolic rate, etc. So again, you can start with these general calorie recommendations, but at some point, you may need a more personalized approach. All right, that's enough out of me. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening every day. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.